0: if we really believe that all Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, then why are we not reading all of it, studying all of it, learning all of it? Instead, we're just picking these small bits and pieces that we've heard, and we choose to hang on to it. The other night while I was putting my son to bed, he asked me if sinners can read the Bible. And uh, that question along with the conversation that I had with Carrie Lewis just the other day, has got me thinking a lot recently about what even is the Bible, uh, and specifically, what does it mean to me, uh, since I no longer am involved really in Christianity and, and really no longer appeal to the Bible as my final answer for direction and purpose. You know, basically just asking the question, what is my relationship with the Bible now? Uh, So before I go even any further with this little talk, uh, I wanna say that for me, when I say the Bible, I'm meaning the Hebrew and Christian scriptures. The Hebrew and Christian scriptures are often referred to as the Old and New Testament in uh, evangelical or Protestant circles. Um, But that is my experience of the Bible. And there's obviously other ways of describing it. There's other texts. There, that are not included in my tradition, that are included in other traditions, and there are other cultural ways to describe the Bible. Um, but all I've got is my experience. And so for me, I grew up basically believing that the Bible had magical powers, that it was perfect, or as Christians call it, inerrant, without error, that it was the word of God. And that basically Everything in it was true and fits together in a way that makes perfect sense and can, get, can give all of us all we need to know about the God of the universe and what that God requires of us. And I am definitely not alone in being brought up that way. I know that if you're listening to, to this podcast, it's likely you've at least interacted with people that think this way. And around 26% of Americans still do believe this way, and at least another 25 to 30% believe the Bible to be inspired by God and contains everything a person needs to live a meaningful life. And while that number has definitely fallen a bit, down from like 68 to 70% down to 54% within the past couple of years, it shows that a significant portion of the American population relies on the Bible for direction and purpose. And for most of my life, I was surrounded by that portion of the population. That was my whole community. And I remember people in my church and people in my family, when they found out that I was going to go to seminary, they started to warn me that seminary would ruin my faith because they they cause people to question the inerrancy of scripture. And while they were definitely right (laughs) that it caused me to question the perfection or inerrancy of scripture, it didn't actually cause me to lose my faith. In fact, it did the opposite, which is something that at that point in my life, I would have had a very hard time understanding how I could possibly believe in God and yet not see the Bible as something God basically dropped out of the sky for us. But in seminary, I didn't just study the Bible and the languages that made up the original Bible. I grew to love it. I, I found so much life-giving, interesting, inspiring, profound, and most of all, revolutionary ideas in the Bible. And the conversations that I had with my fellow classmates and professors just made it come to life for me. I found that so many of the stories were liberating. They were filled with you know, hope and justice and redemption. And I felt like the scriptures can inspire people to their highest ideals. And at the same time, I learned and have continued to learn that it is really no secret that the Bible has been used to support and defend some of the most problematic and horrific things throughout history. And that there are a lot of problems with the way these texts have been used to support the crusades slavery lynchings murder homophobia the list will would definitely go on for days if we were to talk about the ways that the bible has been used to oppress and for me that wasn't something that i took lightly i wanted to understand is the bible actually saying these things does the bible condone slavery the way that america and europe participated in the slave trade Um, does the Bible support the genocide of any people? Um, does it support the exclusion of people because of their gender or sexuality? I wanted to know those things. Those were important to me. So I dove in, I asked tough questions and I searched the Bible. I was looking for a definition of what God could tell me through the Bible was right and what was wrong. And I did find often that the ways we were applying the Bible, you know, in in a lot of those times, in a lot of the ways that we oppressed people throughout history, that didn't really actually find any justification in the Bible. The Bible doesn't actually justify the way the slave trade went down. That's actually really not found in Scripture. The Bible also didn't support German Christian pastors and leaders who were trying to convince their parishioners that they should should just follow the government and the Nazi rulers because Romans 13 tells them to submit to the government because the government doesn't wield the sword in vain that they actually enact justice and do the right thing. They had convinced German people based on that text that they needed to just go along with what was happening. But the Bible doesn't support it. It's simply ripping a text out of its context and using it to manipulate people to get the goal that you want. And what is it they say that a text without context is just a con? It's like, you know, one of those pithy sayings, but it's true. If you rip something out of its context, you remove the actual meaning of it and you're just using it to manipulate people. And so I kept finding over and over again that that was happening with the Bible. And I, I saw people abusing it. I still do. And where I struggle today is that I still see people who have grown up with a similar experience to mine and have completely written off everything and have really shallow ways of engaging with the Bible and kind of diminish a lot of what it has to say in a way that I find cheap cheap and anti-intellectual, which is the opposite of what they'd be going for. But I understand why, because these Bibles that we have have been used in so many ways to tell us that we're pieces of shit, that we're not good, that we can't possibly please God uh, and and we can't come close to God. We can't do anything um, that God will see as good. And so therefore, God needs to kill God's own son so that we can be acceptable to him. And so rightfully, people reject that stuff. And that's where it comes back to the question that my son asked. Can sinners read the Bible as though it's some magical thing that can't be touched unless you're holy enough to do it? And if you're wondering how I answered him, I've said, of course, of course you can read the Bible, but there's nothing magical about it that will strike you down because you're an imperfect person reading it. And part of me is so angry that he even needs to wrestle with that idea. Uh, But at the same time, I think it's important for him to be able to understand that that is a perspective people have, and it's something that he's gonna need to be confronted with and wrestle through himself. It's an important thing for him to to dive into and to discover what is the bible he needs to figure that out on his own uh, i can't tell him what it is i can say that from my experience yes there are some texts that are problematic for a 21st century western mind uh, but for for the time period these writings were historical musical uh, poetic they were inspirational for many. They they were subversive, and they belong in that space and time. And in that way, they can be informative to us. They can be what they need to be. Uh, for me today, I don't I don't really engage with the scriptures much much anymore. But as you can tell from the podcast, I love any conversation that drives us to be more compassionate, more just. Uh, and more welcoming to people. And we can use texts from the Hebrew Bible and the Christian scriptures to get there. Just like I believe we can get there with your favorite author, your favorite book, another religion's holy book. So many other sources uh, can get us to that same place of seeking more justice, of being more compassionate and more welcoming. And in the end, people all over the world are going to continue to use the Bible or really any other holy book that's claimed to come from the mouth of God in a way that oppresses or that doesn't take into account the full human experience because all we're really ever doing is projecting our ideas onto the text in a way that supports who we are and what we think. When a book is about justification of your soul, You're going to read that into the text. So I would argue that uh, it is best used for other purposes. I think that there are really beautiful ways to engage with holy texts from religions. Uh, Not to diminish them because that's what people use for inspiration and for guidance. But from my experience, when we're seeking to justify ourselves, it's easy to go to a book that claims to come from God and just point out verses that seem to line up with what we think. But that's just me, Uh, I'm curious what you think.